2: This is Greg Masca. I'm the CEO of Walkboard Technologies. We are the digital platform that makes moving happen. We're based in West Los Angeles. My background is in mathematics, and I worked in an insurance company uh, moving from uh, the engineering side of things to product in an insurance company. And it was really interesting and fun. We were in an entrepreneurship group. I was a founding member of an entrepreneurship group doing some really interesting things sort of in corporate innovation. Um, And then the problem with corporate innovation that I found was we would come up with these really innovative solutions, but a lot of times it competed with the sort of existing business model. And so we ran into a lot of corporate red tape. I went off my own to do sort of product development consulting. One of my first clients, uh, thankfully, was a family member of mine who ran a moving company, and he sort of identified this sort of mis- mismatch in the long-distance moving industry where he was like, it doesn't make sense that I can only sell moving where my physical location is, right? Right. And so and he said, I- I've seen what is happening. Uh, this is my uncle. I've seen what's happening in a lot of other transportation networks in the way that technology is enabling, you know, a real transformation. It's happening in freight. It's happened, obviously, in, you know, in, in taxis and, and local transportation. And so he saw this opportunity. We did a research project and found that there was real opportunity here. And that was really what got me into it was that on the one side, there's a lot of sort of interesting data problems. And that's my background is mathematics and data. And it was kind of like, wow, there's all this data that moving companies have, one, about, you know, what the items are that people are moving and two, about potentially where their trucks are and how to better match loads uh, with their capacity. And so I got kind of excited about solving those data problems and saw a real opportunity to, to make a change in an industry that a lot of people hate. And it's yeah. like, you know, if we can improve the lives of the professionals who are handling the moving, but also, you know, the the customers and the clients that are being moved and make their lives better. Um, I got excited about that opportunity
0: and where are you in the timeline of your company now?
2: Yeah, so we just raised our seed round. we just we've kind of been bootstrapped uh you know founder bootstrapped uh, until now we just raised. A three million dollars seed round. Thank you.
0: What? 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 Three million dollars <laughs> yeah. is not a seed round.
2: <laughs> well, it's it is now. It's crazy. Like the goalposts are moving on funding and crazy. like we well, yeah we thought maybe it was a C Series A, but Series As are like eight ten million now. So what? We, we raised yeah. Well, I mean, since it's our first kind of outside money, uh, we're calling it a seed round. Uh, so we just raised it for three million. And the goal is to take it from this platform that's connecting labor and freight carriers to we're actually you know, buying our own trailers and you know, starting to acquire assets and blow it out from a, an actual moving company perspective.
3: Hi, my name is Yvonne Cohen, CEO of Noria Water Technologies, where we're optimizing industrial processes. We're based in Los Angeles. Well, I remember uh, being in college and uh, there was just a really bad joke. I'm not sure if this is (laughs) funny, but uh, as a civil engineer, which was my training, um, one of my professors, I remember telling us, said that, uh, what's the difference between a doctor and a civil engineer? And they said, um, a doctor can only kill one person at a time because a civil engineer is building these buildings and you hear about engineering failures. And that's pretty traumatizing to hear as an 18 year old, right? That that's the profession that you're going into. Um, So we had classes on failures. And I think just learning time and time again with life experience that when you do have a failure, if you learn from it and you're able to grow from it and and do better the next time, then it served a purpose. Um, If it didn't and you keep making the same mistakes over and over again, you know, then there's something broke that you need to fix. but.
0: And, and tell me more about how this opportunity now has integrated into your life. How long have you been with the company? Um, what are your aspirations for the company? Uh, it's integrated into my life. I've been with the company for about
3: a year and a half now. And how
0: many people work? There's four oh. of us. Okay. So
3: we're really right now in the startup stage. Um, nice. We're doing a seed round of fundraising right now. Uh, and that, so I'm in the middle of that, which is an interesting experience in and of itself, especially not coming from a financial background, but that's where it comes in that you, you know, really learn things that you may not have known before, right. but you feel confident that you can figure it out. <laughs> totally. So, uh, I've been with the company for about a year and a half. I had to relocate back to Los Angeles from Israel where I was living. But Now, why
0: did you have to?
3: Uh, the companies built here, the other three, uh, my other three co-founders, uh, live in Los Angeles. They had actually developed the technology itself before I came on board and I came on board to really work with them to commercialize the technology and to build the company.
0: Cool. And who is your target
3: market? Uh, our target market are uh, industrial customers um, that do advanced water treatment using reverse osmosis or nanofiltration processes. We optimize those processes using our instrumentation and our software that we build. Um, so industrial customers like semiconductor uh, producers, food and beverage, pharmaceutical, uh, also power plants.
0: Can you break it down for someone that knows nothing about your industry? Like Yes. Yes, <laughs> go for it. Um, so basically, a lot of
3: water treatment uh, is done using a process that's called reverse osmosis or nanofiltration. Um, that technology is typically uh, in our everyday vernacular known as desalination, uh, which is just taking salts and different types of contaminants out of water. But desalination isn't just for seawater like we hear in the news all the time. That, t- that process can actually be applied across any industry, um, cleaning water for agricultural purposes, uh, for wastewater reuse, uh, for power plants, like I mentioned, for all these various industrial processes, um, all of those processes use various different types of water treatment. A very popular one is reverse osmosis and nanofiltration. What that is is basically you take water and you push it very high pressure through this tube that's called a pressure vessel, right? Uh, and you and in that tube are a whole number of membranes. Uh, And so what happens is the water goes through the membranes and the membranes catch any sort of biofouling particles, mineral salts, uh, so that those don't end up in your produced water that you use for whatever it is, whether it's drinking water afterwards or for your power plants and so on.
1: I'm Jennifer Keeney Sendro. I'm the executive producer of Work It, which is a festival for women and non-binary podcasters happening in downtown L.A., The way we do it mechanically is really simple. We ask every single person who's going to be a presenter or an attendee at WorkIt if they're willing to volunteer their time to be a mentor or if they want to be mentored. And we ask a few simple questions about what people are most interested in, either mentoring like topics that they feel qualified to speak to, or on the mentee side, topics that they'd really like someone to give them advice on. And then we hand match them. It's There's not an algorithm. It's, it's an actual employee mm-hmm. here who sifts through all That's of these awesome. things and pairs people up. And, um, and on the front end, all we do is we ask people to, at the festival at some point, connect. And we have... A lounge space dedicated for that. We have a lunch break. You know, we have a coffee hour in the mornings. We have parties. You know, there, there's different spaces within the festival that people can make those meetings happen. And we hope that when we make those matches, that at the very least they'll have a really productive half hour or an hour together. But we've heard from people that a lot of times those relationships actually do continue and they keep in touch. And there's a lot of ways that that can be valuable. I think another thing that we're working on. And this year, we have a really great presentation from one of the women who started the employees of color mentoring program at NPR, Is we want to let people know how to be a great mentor and how to, you know, ask and respect the mentor you get um, for what you need from them. Because I think that there's a lot of times when maybe you need a listening ear or empathy, maybe you need advice, maybe you need someone to help you get that next job. It can be tricky for people to know how to make those asks and how to make the most of the time they have with a mentor. So we're, we're now starting to bake into the conference a little bit of education around that so that people really can make the most of these meetings we're able to get them.
0: Amazing. I love it. If someone's out of town or, or they can't make it because their schedule's too busy, is there any way to access the content happening at WorkIt without physically attending?
1: Yes, um, we do video, we stream video live, and we put it on demand. And of course, we make a podcast. So there is a Work It podcast. And if you want to go back, you can find episodes going all the way back to the first year of Work It. So we'll be releasing the 2019 sessions a few weeks after the festival. But it's really great. And I have found that people all over the world find this and get to benefit from all this wit and wisdom we gather from some of the best women in podcasting through this podcast. So there's lessons on making shows, there's information on the business side of podcasting. And there's even stuff that's more general career advice and personal motivation. So you can definitely find that anywhere you normally find your podcasts.
0: Amazing. And we'll include all the links in the show notes as well. So you guys can easily just click away and see that. Thanks so much for That's awesome. that You guys make it available. And that's not just while the event is happening. That's post event too, right? Because you said you could go into the archives and see about all the past events. Is that is that accurate? Yes. Okay, great. 100% on demand. Yep awesome
1: yeah yeah that's kind of cool i i have actually found like i've been at conferences in all different places and people will come running over like i heard this work it episode and i you know and it's really cool to see that people find these really great presenters um sessions through that it's definitely niche if you're not a podcaster but um but they're they are well loved by the people that
0: find it Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group, where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Isfri Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo.
1: Edited by Corey Jennings.
2: Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll.
0: Community spotlight coordination by Anna Fribe. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production.